Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Hello. So we hope you listened last week as we talked about our New Year um, resolutions and goals and how to be healthy in the New Year. And today... We are um, here with, of course, Erica Smith, PA extraordinaire, and our resident germaphobe, Sarah (laughs) Sprayberry RN. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. (laughs) We appreciate you coming on to the podcast today as we talk about your favorite subject, germs. (laughs) Have you ever seen that Magic School Bus episode where they're like taking the bus? Or maybe that's a Curious George. No, I think it's Magic School Bus. It's Magic School Bus. I've seen it. She's you probably got it on it. repeat. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the reason I decided to invite you onto this podcast is because of a conversation we had about the shoebox in your trunk. And I will say you've made great strides towards living a normal life since then. But I in, try. In, in part with us, in part to our listeners, uh, the story about the, the shoebox in your trunk. Well, it wasn't a shoebox. It was a plastic storage container that could be wiped down with sandy wipes, <laughs> not cardboard. Just to be clear. And I used to keep my shoes in it. Uh, when I got off work, I would put my shoes in my trunk and walk with my socks to my driver's seat and go home and leave my shoes in the car. <laughs> Stop it. That's oh, real no, that's thing. real. That's true. And what did you do with your clothes? Did you take them off too? <laughs> oh, there's a story to that one. It depends on what kind of day I had. <laughs> Even she admits that this is not a completely rational <laughs> I don't know. If Ryan thing. would have his way, he would literally have the boys and I strip at our garage door mm-hmm. naked before okay. we came in. See, I'm not the only one. Like, he thinks it's weird that we keep our clothes on after work and after school. Well, we started talking about, I don't know how we started talking about this, but she was saying that they wear, they can wear their sort of street shoes, if you will, into the house. But if they've been like in the office or her work shoes, they cannot wear those into the house. And she said, I've really come a long way because I used to um, keep my shoe, put my shoes in the trunk of my car. I wouldn't even wear my work shoes in my car. And she said, now I'll at least wear my work shoes in my car. And she said, but then I know that I'm wearing my other shoes in my car and then I'm wearing them in the house. So some germs are transferring. And I was It's a like, slippery slope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's exactly how that works. But, you know, it's can't be too safe. Can't be too safe. There's MRSA everywhere. That is true. The old MRSA. Um, but she would not, you have to go the whole, you have to tell the full story that you wouldn't even touch your shoes to put them in the box. <laughs> Do you have gloves? Sometimes. It depends on if I had to see a patient that day. Stop. Well, okay. That's justifiable. <laughs> see, thank you. That one, that one's justifiable. But I would pull the plastic container out of the car and I would finagle my shoes off with my feet, like sit the box on the ground yeah. and kind of put the shoes Stop. in the box and then not <laughs> pick the box the back in up. the parking lot <laughs> yes and then i would go around to my driver's side open it and get out my trusty dusty hand sanitizer pump a few squirts get in and drive home do you put a hand sanitizer on your socks no but i do sometimes put it on the steering wheel <laughs> I have. I will admit that I've put hand sanitizer in my nose, and I would not advise that it really burns. But well, it was after an especially more than once. I'm not supposed to do that. I know, but sometimes when you touch weird things, you you, you just do it. I have done that too. I've wiped <laughs> my face with a purple hand wipe. If you get hit with like a sebaceous cyst, I guess it depends. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get divorced over um, lancing. <laughs> Doing a Dr. Pimple Popper on a woman's vagina one time, and it squirted me in the eye. 
I had to say vagina at least once. I'm sorry. It is just like talking about a nose or a finger. You know, it's it's a part of the human body. Our yeah. producer Seth like puts his shirt over his face every time I say the word <laughs> vagina, but it happens. Anyway, sorry, Seth. Um, <laughs> There's worse words. <laughs> it so I got squirted in the eye. And the lady was very gracious. She came back and did all the testing for HIV and whatnot, and it was fine. It was no big deal. But I thought David was going to die. He would not touch me, kiss me, <laughs> anything until all the confirmatory testing came back. Well, what was he going to do if something did come back? I'm not sure. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> he would have a non-healthcare girlfriend move right in, I feel certain. <laughs> um. So in this conversation about germs, we started talking about vaccines and you talked about how you had changed your mind about the flu shot. So tell us more about that. I used to be not, not so much against the flu vaccine, just not pro flu vaccine, but I was required to take the vaccine due to my job. And I grabbed about it every year, every year until... Let's see, my daughter was six months old, so my son was three, and he got the flu, and it was pretty bad. He had it uh, high fevers for a week, um, and he would curl up in the fetal position, and just, we went through, I don't know how many bottles of Tylenol and ibuprofen. And then my daughter got it, and my husband got it. I never got it, took care of all of them, I think over the course of two weeks, and I was the only one who had had the flu shot that year. So the next year, I was the first in line for my flu shot, and my husband started getting it too. Made a believer out of you. Made a believer out of me. And there's a lot of misconception about the flu vaccine. It cannot make you sick. It is not a live live virus. So when you get your flu shot, if you get sick after getting your flu shot, it is because you had already been exposed to something. So what a lot of people don't know is that there that all viruses have what's called an incubation period. So that is the time that it takes from the time you're exposed to the time you show symptoms. And it is 7 to 14 days for the large majority of viruses. There are a few stomach bugs that it's more like a 24-hour to 48-hour incubation period, but the flu vaccine is 7 to 14 days. So if you get the flu shot and you get sick immediately and you think it's from the flu shot, it's not. It's something that you were exposed to one to two weeks ago. So it can't make you sick. If it does make you sick, it's because you were already exposed to something and now your immune system's kind of reacting to this this, uh, flu shot. And your immune reaction itself can make you feel a little yucky. So, you know, it works. And though they don't always hit the nail on the head, and sometimes you still get the flu. We get our flu shots every year, and my son gets the flu every year. <laughs> but he is just a germy little boy, and but he, he doesn't get all that sick. Because you said Pete was really sick, like y'all almost took him yes. to Atlanta. The first time he had the flu. He's had it a couple of times since then, and it hasn't been bad. Maybe like two to four days max. Just a little bit of Tylenol and ibuprofen. Yeah. So I, I kind of think maybe that built up his immune system having having it bad one time. Probably so. So what else can we do to stay healthy in the new year? We can put our shoes in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. 
<laughs> we can. Um, I we do not emphasize enough hand washing. Like you, I mean, most people are going to wash their hands after they go to the bathroom. But are you washing your hands in between using hand sanitizer after you've been in public when you went to the grocery store or you ran in the pharmacy? I would or- like to point out something about the grocery store. A lot of them now have the buggy wipes, and people like me love that. So you just get the little buggy hand sanitizer or sanitizer for the buggy. Wipe it down, and there's even a trash can to throw the cloth away. Isn't that so nice? So health conscious. I will tell you, though, there are other places that you don't think about that are more disgusting than those buggies, like your purse or your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Ooh. No, I sandy wipe my cell phone every day. <laughs> you would. You would. Do you sandy wipe your cell phone every day? Yes. For those of you. And probably, do you do it your pens, too? Yes. <laughs> For those of you. Who- and my computer. Come to 316 Healthcare, see Sarah Sprayberry RN, because I'm the cleanest nurse there is. <laughs> That is for a fact. I've never seen somebody use sandy wipes as much as you do. No wonder we have to order so many of the darn things. I'm just kidding. Yes, that's because of me. Totally joking. You're welcome. Sandy wipes are basically a medical grade Clorox wipe. They kill everything. They can also cause cancer if you touch them with your bare skin. I never do that. Which is why, you know, it was kind of crazy that I wiped my face with a sandy wipe, but I was trying to kill germs. I was going to take the desperate (laughs) times call for desperate measures. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Um, Erica, we have some IV therapies. Tell us a little bit about those. So we just got some brand new IV kits. Um, I think there are six or seven of them, six of them. Um, So we've got one that is called Quench. It's got a little bit of vitamin C, some vitamins, a mineral blend. Um, We've got a recovery and performance. So all of you who are getting out there and starting your New Year's resolutions, working out, this will kind of help you get back in the game. Um, A get up and go. Um, So kind of just feeling run down, maybe just running on fumes after the holidays. That one would be perfect. Or immunity. Speaking of, we're talking about everybody kind of decreased immunity with all this sickness going around. That one's great. It's got some zinc in it. Kind of helps boost that a little bit. Inner beauty. So if you're focused on your skin, that one's going to be a great one. So it has a little bit of biotin in it to boost that. Um, Alleviate is our last one. Um, And I think it's just got a bunch of B vitamins and kind of just helps you feel a little bit better overall. What is in the immunity IV? In the immunity IV, you've got some vitamin C. You've got all your B-complex vitamins, um, zinc, and I think some of your minerals. So magnesium, copper, selenium. Sarah's also our IV nurse, so she um, runs sort of our IV. Our goal is to have an infusion center eventually where we're doing lots of these. But they they do make you, even if you got a bag of normal saline, you feel like a million bucks after that. It's huge the difference that makes. Um, So those with the vitamins really make you feel good. Vitamin C, there is a lot of data that shows that um, vitamin C is helpful and zinc are helpful for supporting your immune system. So as your kids go back to school after the holiday, it may be uh, a good time to kind of put them on a vitamin C Mm -hmm. supplement. Put yourself on a vitamin C supplement to kind of help ward off germs. And we have a a new one now from the same company. It's called Immunoplex. Sweet. Um, So it is now at the spa. So it's a good immune booster supplement. Cool. Awesome. What other strategies can y'all think of to stay healthy for the for the new year? I don't know. I'm one of those let your kids build their immune system. Like my kids, I'm the opposite of Sarah. Sarah's wiping <laughs> everything down and I'm over there letting my kids eat dirt. So, <laughs> well, y'all know my kids never wear shoes. Like it's the first thing they do is take their shoes off. Mm-hmm. They go barefoot everywhere. So we have like chronic grocery store feet. I'm, I think it helps build their immune system. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Hopefully they'll be, they'll never be sick as adults. 
I think as much as we've gone through with my kids lately, like by the time they get kindergarten, I feel like we're going to be breezing <laughs> through. <laughs> I will never forget one year for Christmas. Like it, we had a year sort of like y'all have had this year, yes. Erica. It's just seemed like one of my kids was sick all the time. And for Christmas, Chastity and Erica gave me this big box with lots of Lysol <laughs> in it and hand sanitizer and like a, a stress yeah. candle and stress soap for me. Because I really thought I was going to lose it. I felt like my, my kids were just... But when your kids are young... It's that's, that age group. They're they're snotty and they're all in each other's faces. Yes, and, they're and they lick things. everything. Like, I swear, I walk into Maddox's daycare room and I'm... it's Sarah, you would literally... <laughs> I don't know what you would do. You'd probably go sandy white nuts in there. But I mean, they're just like snot running down their face and they've got other kids snot on their hands and they're uh, licking everything. They lick the door. It's disgusting, but. Little window lickers. Mm-hmm. I have one of those, Audrey. <laughs> She's a licker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I come home from work, she'll try to lick my clothes and I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. There are germs all over yes. me. Like my kids know when I walk in and they see my scrubs, they say, you dirty? <laughs> yes. Don't touch me. <laughs> Mommy will hug you after shower time. Exactly. You take a shower as soon as you get home. I do. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you get sick? I think I've only taken two sick days since I've worked here. In the past? I had a stomach bug and I had the flu. And I've been here a little over a year. That stomach bug, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Mm-mm-mm. It is the devil incarnate. Mm-hmm. You better hope your husband doesn't get it. Ugh. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> let's talk about that. Oh my gosh. I love to tell the story. He's going to kill me. <laughs> this, is, this is not the stomach bug though. This was like a bad cold sinus, whatever. And me and both kids had it. The kids had it first and then I got it. So you remember I said viral illness, seven to 14 days. So right. the kids had it one week. They felt terrible. Each of them missed like a day or two of school, whatever. They got over it. Then I got it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. There's nothing that makes you feel worse other than the stomach bug. It's just like a bad cold. And it's just a virus. You mm-hmm. know, I don't even remember the last time I took an antibiotic. 90% of what we get is viral. And you just kind of let, got to let it run its course or get some of these IVs to kind of boost your immune system, help you get through it. But I was miserable and I was like David you have got to help me out like I don't think I can get up and go today please can you just get the kids ready get them to school like just let me stay in the bed and he was like oh you'll be fine it's just a cold if you get up and get moving around you'll start feeling better and I was like I'm gonna murder you I'm going to murder you I cannot believe you're this unsympathetic like (laughs) I am gonna murder you well lo and behold about a week after that he gets sick and he's moaning and groaning and crying and he's um staying in the bed and not wanting to do anything and i said oh you remember just get up and move around you'll feel better it's just a cold get up and move around he said y'all weren't as sick as i am of typical man fashion (laughs) (laughs) men definitely have man flu it's a whole different it's a whole different virus that we don't have enough time to talk about (laughs) but yeah Another time we almost murdered each other. Um, but while we met, we talked a little bit about flu vaccines. So I'm going to take this opportunity to make my formal uh, opinion about vaccines public, if you will. And I believe that vaccines are a good thing. Um, I try to be very um, understanding um, when parents want to do sort of an, an alternative vaccine schedule. I'm, you know, having been a physician, I honestly find it a little insulting when people 
John Q. Public think that we've all just been brainwashed or we're all in some scheme with the CDC or that we follow things blindly. I saw a comment on a news post one time that um, physicians don't know anything about how vaccines are made or what's in them. It's, they only know when to give them. And I wanted to say, oh, really? Have you been to medical school? Like you've, you've taken immunology and pharmacology and right. anyway. I'm not going to get on that soapbox, but I do find it insulting because at the heart of what we do here is to try to help people. Genuinely, we want to help people be their healthiest selves. Smallpox has been eradicated because of vaccines. Measles, mumps, and rubella were essentially eradicated because of vaccines. And now there is a huge measles outbreak in the state of Georgia because of the fear associated with vaccines. And I get it. I get it. As a mom, like, I only want to do good things for my kids. But if you're letting your kid eat chicken nuggets from McDonald's and you're letting them eat goldfish crackers, you should probably get them vaccinated. (laughs) They're really not getting anything worse in the environment than they're going to get from a vaccine. I think most people are sort of aware of this now, but that link between autism and the MMR vaccine, the data that the quote-unquote physician used in his study that kind of started that whole thing was completely made up. Completely made up. He just sat down at a computer and made up data so that he could win some sort of prize. And when it was found that it was a completely made up thing the damage was already done but he's been stripped i mean he can Mm -hmm. never practice medicine again right like it was a flagrant abuse of power and so we've sort of created this fear-mongering and you know social media can be wonderful but it can also be terrible because people come in concerned about vaccines and it's something they read well where did you read it right you got to look at the source where it's coming from. i read it on Mm -hmm. facebook well if it's on facebook it must be true right Mm -hmm. So one of the things we've done in our office is create a a sort of a little uh, rack card, if you will, sort of a postcard that has reputable websites. And we give those to our patients and we say, if you want to read about your condition, your symptoms, vaccines, whatever, these are the websites that we trust, that we go to for information, that we go to to help our patients. So if a mom comes in and she wants to spread the vaccines out so that she can make sure her child doesn't have I'm all for that. That's fine. You know, that's your child. You make those decisions. But I feel like my job is to make sure you have the right information to make an educated decision. Have y'all seen this thing that went around where this girl got the HPV vaccine and she started walking backwards? backwards. Yes, I've had two or three patients ask me about that. Jeez, oh, Pete. I mean, that has also been proven to not be true. They called her on camera coming out of a grocery store, walking forward not it wasn't a true story like not everything that you see or hear or reported is true doctors are not trying to poison you we're not trying to make you drink the kool-aid there are some valid reasons and some valid times that you should not get vaccines but for the most part vaccines are good and they're good not just for you but for population health so it's one you know that's another thing that you know makes me want to pull my hair out When somebody says, well, if everybody else is vaccinated, why does my kid have to be vaccinated? Well, what if everybody else took your... Took your advice and didn't vaccinate. And didn't vaccinate. And that's the situation that we're in. Mm -hmm. I have a grandfather that has lung cancer. He just finished chemo and radiation. That's who I vaccinate my kids for. You know, it protects my kids, but it also protects him when his immune system's weakened. When they come into that waiting room, they don't know who else is sitting there. You know, Chelsea, who's going to be on another week or so, um, as we talk about postpartum depression, she had a premature baby. Mm -hmm. She could be sitting in the waiting room with her premature baby 
and you haven't vaccinated your kid, now they've got some illness that shouldn't even be circulating in the right. community. So, you know, I'm not the kind of doctor that's going to kick you out of my practice or refuse to see you or refuse to treat you if you don't vaccinate. But we are going to have conversations about it. And I want to understand your perspective and where you're coming from. And I want to be sure you have good information. And then we can move forward together on what makes sense for you and your family, what you feel comfortable with. But um, what we're seeing a lot of is the rise of of measles. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing a lot of uh, young adults who are going to nursing school or radiology tech school. They have to have physicals and they have to have titers. They're not um, immune to hepatitis B. They're not immune to some part of the MMR vaccine. Um, we're doing a lot of Tdap boosters, which is tetanus and, and whooping cough. Rise, yeah. I think uh, the media, I mean, I think that's one good marketing strategy, that Big Bad Wolf commercial. Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen that with the whooping cough? Yep. I'm going to get over whooping cough. I'm going to get it. I'm going to take a Z-Pack. I'm going to move on. Right. It's that neighbor's baby or your grandchild mm-hmm. or the kid at church that's going to die from whooping cough. Um, same thing for the flu. It's not, I mean, I don't have to get the flu shot because I'll get over the flu. Right. You know, I'm a young adult. I'm healthy. I'll get over it. Somebody's kid, somebody's grandma, somebody with a you know, compromised immune system is going to be by, you know, around me. And I've spread it before I even know I have it and they could die from it. So that's where vaccines are important. And what I kind of want to emphasize again is that we do have that open door policy that we will talk to you about it. We're not going to just shut you down. We're not going to make you feel dumb. We're not going to make you, but that is our, you know, our sort of official stance is that we are pro vaccines. We think you should do it. I personally, as a mom, I'm like, do as many of them today as you can do. Let's get this fever and feeling yucky over with all at one time, but not everybody feels that way. Other people say, I can't stand for them to have more than one shot at a time or one vaccine at a time. That's fine, it's your child, it's your family. You call the shots on that. Everybody's different, but that's sort of how I how I feel about it. Y'all gotten your children vaccinated? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm in but full agreement. <laughs> I did do an alternative schedule for Pete because he had a reaction to one of them when he was little and I didn't know which one so we ended up doing the Dr. Sears schedule for him where you just come in instead of every two months you come in once a month and it just spreads the vaccines out a little bit but with Audrey I just let her start from scratch because she's not beat and she's done fine with it we stuck to the schedule for her the regular schedule and that's what I think I mean I think that's smart I think you're the mom you know your child better than anybody and your family history I have a patient right now that we're kind of doing that Dr. Sears schedule and it's because moms had a lot of reactions to vaccines in the past and there was a difficult labor and some reactions to medicines during labor. And so we've just proceeded with caution and we've done one at a time and he's done fine. The baby's done fine so far. But again, it's about everybody being comfortable and knowing what you're getting and um, and being educated from reliable sources about about what we're doing here. Wrapping up for our staying healthy in the new year. If you're not sure about your vaccine status or you're not sure about vaccines or how you feel about them, talk to your doctor. If your doctor's a butthole about it, then find a new doctor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Use hand sanitizer or wash your hands. Consider uh, wiping down your cell phone and your purse. Mm -hmm. Don't, okay, this is, you brought up the purse. Don't sit your purse on the table. Mm -mm. Your Mm -mm. purse is nasty. Mm -hmm. Keep that joker on the floor. Anyway, just keep your purse on the floor, (laughs) keep your hands clean, put your shoes in the trunk. What else have we learned today? (laughs) Take your clothes off. (laughs) At the door. Strip in the garage. Or if you don't have a garage, just strip in the yard. (laughs) 
<laughs> whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do. But we do hope that 2020 is going to be a healthy year for y'all. We'll be glad to help you stay healthy or get healthy um, if uh, illness strikes. So until next time, Sarah, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Erica, I'll look forward to doing this again next week. We'll see you there. All right. Y'all stay healthy. Bye. 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 Bye.